Hello, mighty people of the Most High and Magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come today to share with you my personal testimony about a few things that have happened to me and give you a background, a little bit of why I believe what I believe. It's something that the Lord has put on my heart to do, and to be honest with you, I'm not really... Uh, too big on sharing a lot of my personal life with people, so this is kind of a leap for me, but I'm doing it out of the obedience of the Lord, and um, I hope that it encourages your heart, and I hope that it strengthens and fortifies you in your faith. You see, there's a lot of people today that um, unfortunately have not been raised up in the mighty power of God, that He is able to do any and all things. And we need to minister to those people. Those of you who have seen God move, don't be silent. Don't sit down, but rise up and stand up and share your testimony because by your testimony, the enemy is defeated. Amen. That's in Revelations. My goodness. But um, uh, again, uh, the reason why I wanted to share this is because, um, uh, you know, Again, there's so many people that sometimes I've told people my stories, these testimonies I'm about to share with you, and they just look at me dumbfounded, like they can hardly believe it. And then some of them uh, receive it, but have never had anything happen such as what I'm about to share with you to them personally. But God wants to change that. You see, in this last hour, we're going to see mighty trees rise up out of the ground that have been seeds under the earth. They're going to rise up and they're going to begin to, to testify. And you're going to see great and mighty works done. Amen. And I believe that with all my heart. God is fortifying his people right now. He's raising up a mighty people that's going to walk in the signs and the wonders and the power of God. And I have said this before, that those that have taught that God doesn't do anything anymore in the church, that, that all of that died with the apostles, they're going to have to repent. That's going to have to stop because it's going to be, it's going to be these kind of uh, walkers, these kind of spiritual people walking in the earth that's going to sustain God's people in this last hour. It's not going to be a dead word. It's not going to be a dead word from religious order. No. I'm going to tell you something, and God is calling us to be like matches, you know? Matches, have you noticed you take a, um, you light one match and you just touch it to another match, and then it, it lights, right? It catches on fire. I'm telling you, you could line a whole bunch of matches up. <laughs> You know, you see YouTube videos where they'll take and put all these little matches and then they'll take and they'll make like a little pattern. I'm telling you, God's going to do that. that. We're going to be lit matches for God. We're contagious. We don't die. We multiply. Amen. If you don't say amen, I will. But anyways, so I'm going to start with my, uh, my childhood. I was, um, I come from two wonderful men and women of God that I, I honor very much. They've been married over 50 some odd years. I think that they've been married for 52 years. It might be 53. And they were, they are one of those true, uh, like a notebook couple. I mean, they met when they were 16 and 17 and, um, and the story goes on from there, but they were divinely connected and put together. And they're one of the most beautiful love stories I've ever heard is my own mama and my daddy. So I'd like to give a shout out to them. And I would like to thank them for all that they gave me growing up. 
in Christ Jesus. And um, when I was a little girl, my father, um, he's a man of God and he hears from God. He's, he's a true prophet of God. And he heard God speak to him and say, rise up and get your family. A man will call and take you to a new land. And the phone rang. This literally took place. And the phone rang. It was a real estate agent. And that man told him, he said, I have a piece of land. I want you to come look at it. It's it's the one for you. And sure enough, that's where it ended up being. And my father uh, moved us from the city of Houston, Texas, right smack dab in the middle of Houston, Texas, way out into the middle of the hill country at the end of a... uh, of a white rock dirt road that was three miles long and moved us out there and it was if any of you have ever been out to the hill country of texas it's beautiful um it's very picturesque it's just gorgeous with the um the beautiful hills that they look like wrinkles that kind of snake around and the beautiful live oak trees and the blue bonnets and uh, lots of deer population out there lots of hunting and so forth and but that's where i grew up and i was uh, very thankful for that upbringing but we lived way back in the back of this uh, county road at in, in a valley back there and um uh, when I was 13 years old, I had I have a brother. I like to say I have a brother, not I had a brother. And um, he, he was eight years older than me. And um, he actually passed away when I was 13. And uh, that was a very interesting um, turn of events in my life and in the life of my family. Um, he was actually murdered. Uh, by a young man up in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I won't go into the full details of that, but I will say that um, after he died, um, my whole family experienced something very miraculous. And we all discovered one, one day that each and every one of us had complete peace and total forgiveness for the man that killed him. Uh, The man that killed him, I truly believe in my heart to this day, did not intend to kill him. He was just another foolish young man, and he threw a rock, a landscaping rock, through the window of the car where my brother was sitting in the back seat, and it hit him in the head, and then later my brother uh, passed away in his sleep during the night. But... um, the Lord just did a miraculous work in, in all of my family, my mother, my father, and me. And I remember at 13 years old, I remember my father asking me, do you forgive this man that killed Eric, your brother? And I said, oh, yes, I forgive him. Like it was no big deal at all. <laughs> but see, that's how God works is uh, forgiveness is a powerful thing and forgiveness is required of us. But let me tell you something. I feel I feel led to minister here. Okay, hear me is that it was impossible for us to forgive that man. That was a supernatural act of God. And how many of you know out there that there are some things that, yes, that you have the power in you to forgive and to let go, but there are some heinous and hideous and terrible crimes that happen against people. And I want to tell you, it takes a supernatural touch from God Almighty to be able to give you that gift of forgiveness. And God wants to lift that burden up off of you, okay? 
And so receive that if that's you. There's some people that you just need a supernatural healing, a supernatural touch from God. I pray that you receive that right now in Jesus' mighty name, that there's somebody that's done something so horrible to your life that you've never been able to let go of it. You've often questioned your own salvation as to whether you've even forgiven this person because the word says we must forgive if our Father's going to forgive our sins. But God wants you to know he wants to touch you with supernatural gift of, of healing and forgiveness for this person that, that you will be able to let it go and that burden will come off of you right now in Jesus name so receive that if that's for you amen so anyways I, I come up through my childhood and um, it was a very strict upbringing in, in Christianity and um, I don't really want to go into a lot of details into some of the things that I experienced growing up because I don't feel led to go there. But what I will say is that I experienced a lot of uh, supernatural things on the dark side and the light side. There was always a spiritual battle going on all around me as a child. And I have a lot of uh, stories and strange stories even to tell that I was very confused about growing up. But the Lord later showed me that there was a battle going on there, um, and uh, but Jesus has won the war. But um, lots of uh, confusion as far as like the, I, I mean, as much as I hate to say this, a lot of times the love of God was not presented to me, um, but uh, there was a lot of law um, and a lot of religiosity that I saw. And um, I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't understand the fullness of God's love for me. Um, you have to understand that some of us, uh, we have to walk through a journey with God so he can shape us into the vessel that he wants us to look like. We don't all have the same life path. And there are things that um, as he shapes us and grows us, okay, he will take and he will reveal to us what things were about back in the day when we didn't understand it. But that's if that makes any sense, then I don't know how to explain it any other way. There were just a lot of things that I never really experienced. The I didn't understand. I didn't feel loved. Just let me say that. I felt very conditionally loved by, by some people in my life and by others and by God. I felt like his love was contingent upon my performance. Okay? But that's that's that was not correct, you see. Um God loved me unconditionally and I wanted that de I desperately that unconditional love, but I never even knew that he saw me. Okay? But God wants you to know man or woman of God or person that's listening to this podcast right now that God does see you. And he wants to take you back to some of these places in your life where he has demonstrated his love for you. But maybe you just weren't on a level in your thinking where you consciously could recognize that that was actually God. Okay? And that's what he did for me. Uh, when I was 19, um, I went, well, when I was 18, I went to college. And... Um, to put a long story short, I, I did not uh, feel that that school was for me and there was numerous um, uh, financial things that were set against me, so I did not continue in that. Um, and I ended up 
uh, meeting a wonderful guy and I ended up falling in love and we were together for several, several months and I just knew he was the one I was going to marry, but I was incorrect and um, I ended up getting pregnant at 19 years old and this is where I first realized that God really saw me is I, I, I got pregnant when I was 19 years old and through a series of events I ended up uh, basically being semi-homeless okay and I remember um, I remember sleeping one night in a roadside park in the in in the back seat of my car and I remember looking up and I saw the rain sprinkling down the back window of my car and I remember just crying myself to sleep feeling just abandoned by everybody that should have been there to love me and um, uh, ended up uh, a very miraculous thing happened for me it, it's one of the most special things it's a very simple thing it's one of the most special things that God's ever done for me I mean that with all my heart, and you're going to understand how special it is because after I share this, I'm going to share some of these signs, wonders, and miracles that I've seen God do. And to me, this is this ranks up there as higher, higher than any of them. It was just the moment that He showed me that He saw me and that He loved me and that He was providing for me and He was my Father and He was protecting me. I ended up. Uh, that my great aunt took me in when she found out that I didn't have a place to be, okay? And during that approximately two to two and a half month experience and living there, um, I was, I think when I came to her, I was around five months pregnant. And I, I remember being terribly fearful. Like I didn't know what was I gonna do with this baby. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't have anything in my name except an old car. That was all I had. And I was doing my very best to do temporary work. I would work at, um, I would work through uh, different temporary agencies. Uh, one of them was Manpower. I don't even think they're around anymore, but they used to send me out on temporary assignments. But I was not a lazy pregnant woman. I would work, 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 and, and, and the Lord put a drive in me. And, and I really didn't have any real good work experience. But I remember I would go into that temp agency, and I would go in there almost every other day. Or I would call them every day. And I remember when I first started uh, calling them, they, I could tell they felt sorry for me and they didn't, really, they, they didn't really take me serious because I really didn't have any experience to do any of the jobs that they, they needed to be done until one day they began to give, give great favor to me, these women. And I just, I look back on that and I see it was the favor of God, but they had great favor on me. And they would let me come in and do training in their training room. And then they started sending me out on assignments. But see, I was determined. How I many of you understand? You got to be determined. You got to hustle. You know, you can't you can't just sit and, and wait for God to just plop it in your lap sometime. You got to go out there and get it. And I was willing to do that until eventually, uh, you know, I ended up later in a, a, a decent job that they placed me in full time. But that's just, you know, I wanted to share that. But anyway, so I was 19. I was living with my great aunt. And um, one day I walked outside at night and it was probably around midnight. And I remember just looking up at the stars in the driveway and I was praying. And I looked up at the stars and it was like I just gave up. And I said, Lord, I cannot do this. 
I cannot do this. You have to do it for me. And what I meant in that was I can't provide for myself. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do when this baby's born. I don't know what's going to happen. So I can't do it. You have to do it for me. And I will tell you what happened within two weeks is I ended up, God gave me a little, small, adorable little duplex apartment uh, near the college in Waxahachie, Texas. It's absolutely adorable and it was so cheap. It was cheap for back then. It was so incredibly cheap, it was almost impossible not to be able to pay it. And God provided that for me. It was safe, it was warm, it was a wonderful place and it was only me. It was just me and my little baby boy. And so by the time he was born, I had a place for him. I had everything that he needed because God provided all things. See, somebody out there needs to hear that right now. I'm so thankful that I chose to share that story because I was going to, I was kind of hesitating on sharing that. But you know, now I know why I've shared it. Some of you out there really wondering what's going on with, you know, you, you've lost your job, your t finances are tight, you're, you're worried, but God is telling you this is an opportunity that he is going to demonstrate himself to you. For the first time, you are going to realize he does see you. Yes, he does. And it's going to be a beginning of something great in your life. I'm telling you, you're going to rise up. You're going to know how much God loves you. He's been watching you all this time. Yes, and he's been jealous of every idol that you've put before him. He just wants to spend time with you. Amen. Receive that. And, and you're going to be... Um, you're going to be so amazed at, at the love you're going to feel come and wrap itself around you in these next and coming weeks. It's going to set you on fire. Thank you, Jesus. Receive that if that's for you. But um, I, any, anyways, life began to get really uh, wonderful for me. I remember during that season as I lived there in that little apartment and I was a single mom and uh, there's lots of other stories that go along with that and things I went through. And there was a lot of judgment in my life, too. A lot of religious folks that, that I'm telling you, they weren't, they weren't very nice to me because I got pregnant out of wedlock, you know. I dealt, I dealt with a lot of that. But my life was happy anyways. Amen. And, you know, God um, connected me divinely with the man that would end up being my husband when my son was 13 months old. And I was so blessed. I was so happy. And uh, we actually got married when I was 22. And he was 29. We got married and uh, we were, he, he was somebody that came into my life and he helped to heal me from a lot of my past hurts. And he showed me what it was to be loved unconditionally. He truly had a heart for just that he was such a good man um and i was so blessed and and you know uh he himself had lost his own mother at 17 years old and he still suffered through a lot of pain and we were young and neither one of us really understood um uh the the deeper things about you know god and and, and everything we were just young and trying to do life together and um Anyways, he, four years into our marriage, he got diagnosed with kidney failure. And it was very, very trying for us. Um, 
and I'll tell you uh, the beginning stages of that. We didn't know what he had. He had been to so many doctors and nobody could tell him what was wrong with him. But one thing that he was struggling with is that he would have uh, his eyes. Were, he was having problems with his eyes. And what would happen is that the blood and the blood vessels in, one, in the eye would pop and would leak blood into the ocular fluid of his eye and that eye would get dim, okay? And what would happen is one eye would get dim and then it would clear up and then the other eye would go out. And then it would go blind and then it would clear up and it went back and forth like that all year long until towards the end of the year in uh, 2004 both eyes went out at the same time and he was blind and we were never told that he would get better uh, we were never told he wouldn't get better that's what was interesting about this story uh, we had very little information from the doctors. They didn't say a whole lot to us. And I think that the Lord had his hand in that because he didn't want our faith shaken, okay, by somebody's uh, prognosis because our faith was very little and small. We were young, you know. And um, but anyway, so he went blind. And it was about October. Of, it was 2004, October 2004. And... Um, here I was, a young mother. I had two little boys at that time. He and, he and I had had another son by that time. And um, uh, I had just quit my, my job a year prior to that to be a stay-at-home mom. And um, because the Lord put it on my heart. But listen to this. Hear this, man and woman of God. I know this kind of seems to conflict. Um, as many times throughout my early my my younger years my early years in life i was hearing from god somebody needs to hear this i was hearing from god but i didn't realize that i was hearing from god like it wasn't a conscious thing for me okay does that make any sense to somebody um i was walking in the spirit many times and being led by god but i hadn't come into the full consciousness that i was a child of god Okay, I did not feel accepted by God. Just let me say that, okay? But God had to grow me up. He had to grow me up. He wants to grow you up until you are able to come boldly to the throne, okay, knowing who you are in God, okay? So I, 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 was le I know I was led by the Lord to be a stay-at-home mom. And here I just quit my job. He got diagnosed with kidney failure. He got diagnosed. Now he's blind, okay so two three weeks a month somewhere along that range i'm not sure but it felt like forever that here he was and now he had had to go on disability it was the only source of income we had i had two little boys and i want to tell you depression hit our household and fear we were afraid we didn't have a lot of emotional or spiritual support coming from any direction in our lives at that time that's the truth i'm not trying to be ugly but that's just the truth um and he would sit in his i remember his chair in the living room and he would just be depressed because he was a working man. My husband was a working man. He worked two jobs. He worked uh, one at a steel mill over in Midlothian, Texas, and then he worked part-time at the fire department. So he was a working man. He wasn't used to, to sitting idle. And um, he and I were both very depressed, and, and I didn't know what to do during this time. And I was very depressed and, and just shattered by what was going on 
and uh, wondering how we were going to make it and pay our bills and what, what was happening. And it was just like devastating. And then one day, let me tell you what happened. One day I woke up and I had a spring in my step. And I thought, you know, I'm going to start cleaning this house. I had this little energy. I had a little spring in my step. And I started sweeping. I started cleaning. I started, I started, I just had like a new wind came into me. Some of you out there need a new wind to come up in you. Amen. You better receive that. That is for somebody who's listening to this podcast. Anyways, a new wind came over me and a new energy. And I didn't know at that time it was the Holy Spirit. But, and I looked at my husband and I said, I said, Vernon, <laughs> I said, get up out of that chair. I still remember this. I said, get up out of that chair. I said, we're going to go walking. And he said, he said, I can't, <laughs> he said, he said, I can't walk. I can't see. And I said, I know you can't see. I said, but I'm going to walk along beside you and we're going to go for a walk because if you're going to be blind, you're going to have to learn to be good at being blind because we can't do this forever. And so I put, helped him. I put his shoes on for him. And I come up along beside him. We went walking out the front door. And we lived out on acreage at the end of a dirt road. Matter of fact, it was a white brick house at the end of a dirt road. A white dirt road. Isn't that ironic? And uh, But anyways, uh, we went walking down our, our dirt road. And we went and walked down to the gate. And we turned around. We came back. It was just a little short walk. And then I came in and I helped him get in his chair. And I went back to the bedroom and I started reading a book on miracles. And uh, I was reading the book when all of a sudden I felt the Holy Spirit just filled up our house. And I started crying. I'm telling you, you could have cut it with a knife. It was so thick. This the heavy, just that feeling of just every hair on your head would stand on end. And I'm going to tell you what happened. I heard down the hallway from the other end of the house, my husband started screaming with joy. And he said, he said, I can see. He said, I can see everything. He said, I can see the trees. And he flung open the back door. He said, I can see the barn. I can see. And he was just praising. And he was so amazed. He was so excited. And we were just ecstatic. I'm telling you, it was something else and you know God healed him so um, um, miraculously it's one of the things that I when life gets hard you better hear this brother or sister when life gets hard you have to look back on the things that God has already done you see in that situation it was the greatest amazing miracle that God did first in our lives so that no matter what we came to, we could always look back and say, if God did that, he can surely do this. You see, he did that with the children of Israel also when he parted the Red Sea. When he, when he had them by a pillar of fire by night and a cloud of smoke by day. When he provided manna from the sky. They could always look back and say, if God did that, he could surely do this. So no matter what you're going through. No matter what you're going through, I want you to look back on the things that God has already done for you. So I have a lot of other things to share, but I think that I may share a couple of more miracles in another podcast. So 
I pray that you've been blessed with this, uh, with this testimony. I'm going to do a part two now on the rest of this. And this is where uh, we have experienced recently here in my home, uh, me and some sisters who have gathered together to do um, a meeting for God here in my home. It's ca I call it the lighthouse meeting. Um, we've seen some amazing things and I wanted to share that. Um, yes and amen for those of you who you feel that you were divinely connected to hear this message today and you feel that god is wanting to touch you supernaturally specifically for healing okay i want you to listen to me because i'm going to pray for you right now now healing is not just for the body healing is also for the emotions I want you to hear that. You see, uh, my husband, I had to let him go be with the Lord in the Great White Army back in October of 2017. And so I understand what emotional healing means. God needs to heal some of you emotionally. And some of you, he needs to heal you physically. And some of you, he may need to heal you both ways. Okay, so please lay your hand on yourself wherever you are or put your hands up in the air. Doesn't matter. You can lay your head on, hand on your forehead, your hand over your heart, or chest area. You can lay your hand on your stomach. However you feel comfortable that you are in a receiving position right now from Jesus Christ. Lord God, I ask that you would touch every person that's been divinely connected to hear this message right now in Jesus' name. I ask that you would divinely send forth your healing to these people. I rebuke cancer. I curse confused cells. Lord, I come against diabetes in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, I ask that you would touch every person, touch, touch deaf ears, touch blind eyes, right now in Jesus name come against I come against every virus that's come to attack your people in Jesus name and I call it dried up and cursed right now I cast out every spirit of infirmity right now in Jesus name and I command you to go in Jesus name I thank you Lord God I thank you and I thank you that you're gonna raise up a people that believe in the supernatural power of who you are I thank you if you've been blessed today I hope that I hope that you've enjoyed this. If that if that you've been blessed, um, feel free to follow my Facebook page. My lips shall proclaim, and um, please follow my podcast. I hope that you have been strengthened and fortified and blessed in Jesus' mighty name. And have a lovely day.